You're listening to The Full Broadside. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Full Broadside. With me today, I have KJ Mando, Mr. Sock, and once again, guest hosting Nimitz. How's everybody doing tonight? It feels doing like great. it was just two days ago that we last met, probably because it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but our listeners won't know that, so you're gonna have, yeah, for, you're gonna screw for that those up. Of right you away. wondering. For those of you wondering, we're recording this episode like super ahead of time. <laughs> Early bird in the worm. Yeah, well, we're, we're worried about our schedules not matching up for, for next week, so we wanted to get one in the tank, and that way when they listen to it, it will be about that same time frame, so it's all going to be good. But anyway, since, since we are on the subject before I, I hit go... I wanted to talk since 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 we're talking about uh, some uh, some ships and this is the forum for it. How about uh, you know what what lines are we all grinding right now? Just uh, I know Mando's kind of a I know we've all called him whale. I don't want to call him whale. He does he does his research bureau more than anybody whale. else. So I'm sure he's grinding a line too. But what what's everybody grinding? Okay, well, although actually before we get into that, Mando. Did you find that the research bureau is worth it? I've been like super heavily considering resetting a couple lines because I kind of want to work my way towards the Ohio. I, it, my experience with the research bureau, it, it is well worth it if you're an established player that's been around in the game for a while. I know last episode I had talked about my favorite ship line is the uh, Royal Navy light cruiser line. I've enjoyed the line. I've gone up that line three times just because I enjoy each ship in the line. And so to me, um, the rewards definitely outweigh the the grinding of you know going back through the line again. Um, there is the Ohio. Uh, there is the now the palm the pomeran or the pomeranian. There is um, the the, uh, the other German the, ship, the, oh, the Siegfried. Siegfried, and there's the Colbert, and the Colbert, and the Slava is going to be a research bureau ship as well, from what I understand. Uh, yes, I haven't seen it in the game. I'm sorry, I stand correct. The pomeran is going to be a coal ship, so wow. strike that out. Um, I the think Slava. Yes. Yep, it's in the game now under coal. Yeah, so it's what two hundred twenty-eight thousand. So save it yeah. up if you want it. So I, I got into the research bureau um, simply because I, I wanted to grind up to the Ohio because I bought the Georgia with coal, saved up my coal, and extremely disappointed in it. And I did my research online and found out that the Ohio not only is a, a Montana plus 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 um but also because at the time i was in a highly competitive uh clan battles clan and the ohio was the highly desired ship in clan battles at at the time and so that was my goal or my motivation um so i ground up the line and 
the Ohio's worth it, in my opinion. The 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 payback is or the drawback is. It? I do actually. Um, but, oh, I didn't know you had it. I thought you were still working towards it. No, I I have it, um, and I was going to start working towards a Colbert uh, until they came out with the Slava, and that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's a whole wow. other animal. I guess. Yeah. Although I think that's a topic for another day or for later in the in the show, but it, that one seems interesting. But um, I'm just so. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's going to crush my soul resetting some of these lines. Plus, I just, I don't want to lose my Des Moines. I don't want to give that up. Well, then then don't do not do your favorite line. Do, I mean, do another line. So, well, part of the reason what I why did. I was going to do the Des Moines line is because I really enjoyed all the, all those ships. Okay. Except so maybe it, the New Orleans. That one's kind of, that one was kind of sucky, but the rest of them were a lot of fun. Well, and, and real, <laughs> well, real yeah. quick, man, real quick, he can run or, or re- reset any let's say a French cruiser line he can reset that and regrind it and the research points you can spend on anything correct yeah yeah in in the armory under the research bureau tab so right. you can spend re- correct so you can spend it on uh, there's captains there's unique upgrades because they got rid of the legendary right. so now the unique upgrades um, so there's more than just ships at the end of the line. But to me, the ship at the end of the line is that you is know, mythical it, I, unicorn oh, that, that you want to get. So, oh, Mando, I got a question oh, for you, too. What I was going to say. Go, go ahead. Maybe I'll remember what I was going to say. I, I want your opinion on this because I know with the, when, I, when the research bureau came out and the research points, I'm like, dude, there's no way I'm resetting my line. You know how long it took me to get there? No way. So <laughs> I, I started spinning my research. I started spending my research points on uh, frivolous stuff, you know, like uh, flags or, or what have you. <laughs> Do you and, have I, and I spent like thirty-five. Yes, I spent like thirty-five hundred <laughs> of uh, my research points on frivolous crap, if you'll pardon the language. And is is it too late to start? Can I can I do it? And do you think it's worth it? Um, no, it's not too late to start. Uh, depending on where you're, where we are at, and here's a hidden element to the research bureau that a lot of new people getting into research bureau don't realize is where are we at in the season? When you're this research bureau is divided up into season, kind of like quarters. Uh, there's three months to a season, and the first line that you um, restart and then research back up is you get double the research points. And so a lot of people don't realize that. So you could... The first one you do of each season, that is. Correct. So what I do is I will research a line, and instead of getting, you know, your normal 10,000 research points... The first one's going back up a line. The first one is 20,000. Okay. And then the the next season, I will wait. And, and of course, you can reset more, as many lines as you want, and you'll get 10,000. I just do one line, work my way back up through it, and over time, kind of like free experience, over time is you will build up that Research Bureau point bank. And on top of it, now that the daily missions are adding research, you know, steel and research points, that's kind of trickling in too. So it's getting a little bit easier to go back up those lines again or to accumulate those research points. Yeah, um, if we're getting those missions for that you get. You don't get much research points, but you get a little bit. No, but, but it trickles in and yeah, it all adds up. Yeah. So a good player, uh, I, let me take that back, a, a consistent player, you don't have to be a good player, but a consistent player such as Sock or myself, or uh, and I just will pick on you and I as an example, 
we can go up through a ship line in, in a matter of a, a couple of weeks. So, well, I mean, like I said, to answer, if you remember, I grinded out the Moskva from tier three in five days. Right. So, for you to say, I don't want to give up my Des Moines, I mean, how long are you really going to be giving it up? A week? Yeah, but also at the same oh, time, how yeah. motivated am I going to be to actually do that? I mean, that was uh, that was high coronavirus time when I wasn't working. Right. <laughs> when, I did, when I did the Moskva. So, I mean, you could tackle it head on like I do. Like, when I dive into a line, I will grind it and I will grind it. And then you can ask Cyber. We get on late at night. Hey, what are you doing? I'm grinding the line. So, therefore, when we all go around, hey, what tier we were in, I'm throwing in the same tier because that's the line that I happen to be grinding and going up. So, for me, it's, it's not a problem. And I very much enjoy it. Also, going back to getting to know the ships i'm relearning the ships going back up through the line strength weaknesses etc so that's what helps me out when i go into rank tier six or when i right. go into clan battles tier eight is now that i've gone up through these different lines i i know that the ship and I, and I know the capabilities of the ship that i'm going up against that makes a big difference when you get into that competitive play so that's an advantage another advantage of it in my humble opinion Second question I'd have for you is if, uh, let's say, you know, I went to tier 10 with the Montana, I have my unique. Do I lose my unique or do I get to keep it? You have to demount it. It'll get demounted, but you get oh, to keep it. Will it demount it for you? Yes, it will automatically uh, demount it. I thought, it, uh, I thought it automatically sold everything. No, it gets demounted um, and, and put back into your stockpile or your inventory. Well, that's nice. You don't have to but, spend any gold on it. At least they had the forethought to think of that. I remember when they were first talking about this, they weren't going to do that. Correct. And that was a big a, a hindrance to a lot of people. Um, you know, and I know Cyber and I talked about, we talked about that in one of our previous episodes, like two or three, where we talked about really dove down into the research bureau, but it, it gets demounted. Now, to confirm that, I'm going to dive into the wiki here, so um, if you guys want to discuss something else, I will bring that up just to confirm that for you guys. Well, the, the original oh, What was question. it we were talking about? Yeah, yeah the, the, that's fine. <laughs> you know, right. Like I said, we're, we're all about tangents, so that's that's totally fine. But the original question was, what, what lines are you guys grinding? Yeah, I'm, kind of, I'm currently uh, grinding the European DD line. And I will have to say, out of the four or five years, whatever it is, I've been playing this, it is my favorite line. And that is definitely not one branch that I would reset. I think it'd probably be the easiest one to reset because I've had so much fun with it. But I love every ship in that line. Each one is a little bit better than the last one. Um, I can't wait to get the uh, get to the whole line. Now, have you sold any of the previous ships then as you've moved up the line? That's my standard method of operation. I mean, um, it's just what I do. Um, I figure, you know, if I get to the point where I need to play a tier four, five, six, I could go back and buy it. But yeah, I have. I've sold every single one of them. Okay. KJ, what are you grinding? Um, really nothing in particular. Um, since I've started with or got with you guys, I've kind of quit grinding ships. I just, when we get in together in Div, I just play whatever ship I got at whatever tier you guys want to play. So I don't, I'm not actually really grinding anything. I mean, I'm partway through several tech tree lines, but I'm not like zero focused in not on, focused on anything. 
no, I mean, uh, I started off, uh, I think the last one I was really working on, I was started going through the Italian cruisers and the European DDs. And I've got to like six and seven, eight area right on that on both of those. And just after that, I've just kind of just, well, like I said, when I joined up with you guys, I've just kind of quit grinding. <laughs> I kind of end up the same way. I've got a bunch of lines on the go. Although I'm, and I have been uh, particularly grinding them a little bit. You know, I've I've got two tier nines that I'm getting close to turning into tier tens. I've got the Riga and the Donskoy. Uh, the Donskoy for the second time because I had the Moskva, and now I want the Nevsky. So, thankfully, I like that ship. But anyway, and then I've also got uh, the Ishmael that I'm working down Soviet battleships, trying to complete Soviet tech tree. With the exception of the of the destroyers, I don't really have any interest in playing the destroyers. And then I've also decided that I really enjoy the new German carriers, so I think I'm going to go down that as well. And then I also have plans to uh, to go down the the, the Italian cruisers because I think they're going to offer me a nice different play style from what I'm used to. Well, from what I've seen, how you how you play your Mosfa and how you uh, how you have played uh, some other cruisers uh, with the kiting, the Donskoy as well, I, I think that'll be right in the wheelhouse for you. That's, yeah, that's really how right they have to play. Yeah, and that SAP hits really hard. Um, for me, I'm I've grinded uh, a handful up to ten now. Uh, right now, I'm I'm I have to say I'm similar to KJ in that uh, I have. A handful of tiers that I'm kind of working on. I've got. Uh, I decided finally after all this time, I, I'm going to give the uh, Japanese cruisers a shot, and I'm up to seven there. So I figured I'd give them a, give them a good run and and play with them a little bit, and that's that's been kind of a kind of a chore learning how those are a little bit different. So that's kind of a neat thing. Uh, the other ones, I, I've got the. Uh, the T, uh, Z46 uh, sitting at 9. I want to grind out the Z52. Uh, I'm enjoying the, the gunships. I, uh, I recently unlocked the Udaloy in the uh, DD's uh, Russia. I, I, I'm really fighting with myself. My, my instincts tell me to sell the Ognavoy, but I just love that ship so much. It's such a solid ship at 8, and I, I've really had a lot of good battles in it. My win rate, however, in it isn't the greatest, but you know what? I've done what I needed to do, even in those losses. So, uh, and then the other one, like like you, Sock, I, I've got. I had to pick that Donskoy up, and that's because I was frustrated with the whole uh, them uh, moving the Mosva and no longer giving me credit as to having that line unlocked. So now I have to repurchase the Donskoy, which I have, and start grinding it again and work my way up to the Nevsky. So once I unlock that one, I'm about I'm about a little over a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand XP away from unlocking. I just I just don't care as much for the Donskoy. I'm I don't know, maybe I gotta play it differently. Maybe I gotta watch you play a couple of times and see how you how you maneuver with it and how you play and maybe Possibly. maybe that'll maybe that'll give me something else i can try because what i'm doing right now is just you know i get a good game then i have a couple of bad ones and then there's yeah. a really amazing one and then there's a couple more bad ones it's just it's just a chip i don't really care for but i'm stuck i got i got to get through it i mean i could i could run the z46 constantly but i'm starting down at at zero you know, working right. my way up, and, and I'm so much more close uh, in the Donskoy to get the Nevsky. So, well, I do have uh, to say, from what I understand, 
The Nevsky and the Donskoy play almost identically. Yeah, so I might unlock it and then never purchase it. Yeah. But I seem to have really good success with the Donskoy. I've never really had a bad game with it. Huh. Yeah, like I mean, you said, I'm I mean, going to have to watch it. Than, you know. I struggled with... Uh, I, I was really excited about the Russian battleship line and the German battleship line both. And I kind of like hit a roadblock at tier nine because I mean I'm I really hear nothing but bad things about both the tier nine ships. So I haven't purchased them. I could, but I haven't purchased them. I'm just kind of like, ah, is it worth it? Is it worth that grunt? Anybody got an opinion on it? On which ship this was is that? This, the Soviet battleships and the uh, what was the other one? Uh, German. German. Um. Well, I haven't finished either of those lines. I haven't started the Germans, but. I know the the FDG gets a lot of hate, some of it deserved, some of it undeserved. But from what I understand, the Kerfurst is good, but it's kind of a shadow of its former self in the sense that secondary builds, you know, and secondary focused ships are kind of not really the meta anymore. It's it's still a very strong ship, but I think it's it's kind of been eclipsed by a lot of things now. Yeah, Kerfurst has really been as, power creep. Yeah. As for the Soviets, I mean, the Kremlin's at the end of the line, need I say more? Well, that, I haven't ground, uh, grinded all the way to the, the top of the, the German, only because as I grind the Germans' uh, battleships, that dispersion is just so hard to swallow. You've got somebody lined up, a good broadside shot, and you hit them with one shell because all the other ones went in different directions. It just, it's like a shotgun <laughs> at like 150 yards away. I mean, yeah, you maybe get a shot. BB there. Yeah, it's 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 annoying as hell, and I have a hard time dealing with that. So, I, I really put the time in and and and, and grinded the uh, the Russian line all the way up. I have not purchased the Kremlin yet, but I did unlock it. It's one of those things on the bucket list. And uh, I, I I really liked all of them. Even the, the Soyuz at 9, which I really didn't like. It's just because it was so horribly slow. And I know it's getting me in the groove because the Kremlin is just as slow. But it does hit like a damn truck. I mean, you're launching you full wagons out of the guns. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you can get your concealment down enough in that ship... So where you're not spotted by freaking the Mars rover, um, if you can get that down, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a thing. I mean, you, you, we, how many we, how many times have uh, I been frustrated that the minute we dropped into a game, it was like 30 seconds in, and I'm already spotted from across the map, and here comes a hail of fire coming at me, and oh great, I'm going to be burning down to nothing before we even yeah. spot the enemy. So it just I'm kind of thinking, going back to the research bureau a little bit, my best option might be to power grind through the Soviet battleships which I'm at tier 6 and reset that one because that seems to be the line that all of the mid and high tier ships are good. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have to go, like if I were to I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll redo the US battleships because I liked those but then I remembered I'm going to have to go through the New York the New Mexico and the Colorado right. and that's kind of like, eh not yeah, a fan. And, and, and the Russian uh, battleships, I, I found, you know, tier one through four, eh, kind of meh. Once you hit five, I mean, it, the, the Veliki is slow. However, that thing packs a hell of a punch, as do all well, of tier them. Tier five ship. 
Yep, yep. The Ismail is really good. The the uh, the Synop is amazing. Uh, all the way up that line, they hit really hard, and they have a very flat firing uh, uh, guns. The muzzle velocity is really strong, and you can penetrate anything. I mean, you really the only frustration you'll have is probably overpens on the smaller ships. But if you switch to HE, you can just destroy them with a real heavy shot. They are solid. I mean, you don't want to get broadside because you can get deleted, but man... They are solid ships. I really like them. Yeah. In addition to that, I'm also getting quite close to having enough coal for Kuznetsov. What tier was that? Or is that the that the, the, that's the captain. captain? Okay, that's captain. Right. You're thinking of the Kuznetsov, the uh, tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always mix those two up. Yeah, I, I used to as well. Yeah, they're pretty close. So to answer your question on the research bureau, and I'm this is Wargaming Wiki. Uh, Wargaming did a great job on their wiki. This is their official wiki.wargaming.net. And it's kind of a little bit tough to, to navigate. You have to go down into the Armory tab and from the Armory kind of jump over to the Research Bureau. But when you reset a line, all the modules, uh, the ship gets, all your ships in the line get sold. Uh, all the modules are that are mounted or saved in inventory also get sold, the modules. But the upgrades are demounted to inventory at no cost that's, as well as camouflages and signals wow Very cool. that's nice um and if anybody is interested they also have a list of the seasons for example the new season or the next season coming up is on going to be on the 21st of august and what's cool about the research bureau that i have learned is two things uh one is you could reset a line and it'll it'll earmark it for the double research points. You don't necessarily have to grind through it. And you get so grandfathered in when the next season starts. Correct. So let's just say I researched Royal, you know, Royal Navy Cruiser Line on the twentieth of August. It will earmark it for the double research points, and then on the twenty-first, a new season starts, and I reset my American Light Cruiser Line. That will also now get double research points because of the two seasons back to back. It'll remember it. Even though I didn't ground through it in the season, it will remember it. So you could even go through and uh, uh, click uh, or reset a line each season and not grind them up until someday when you decide, you know, COVID-19 or COVID-20 hits, you know, whatever the next COVID is. And, and I got some time. Uh, I can now go th back through these lines. Um, and the other thing, too, is splitting the line, too. For example, if you have the uh, Russian destroyer line where it goes all the way up to, what is it, tier seven? The, yep, the Minsk. split at seven. Yep, it splits. So you will get double research points um, for one of them, either the the Kabatorovsk or the uh, Grosovoy, whichever one you decide to go to. However, look at you got to remember that it's a single line all the way up to tier seven and then it splits so you're going to get credit for tiers one through seven for both lines all the way up to tier seven before they split off so that's it's called you know splitting the line and stacking but it, yeah the, the wiki word gaming is really um informational and they really spell it out highly recommend if to to it's a little bit of reading but go through it and and that'll answer most of everybody's questions bottom line in is it bottom line is it worth it i i think it's totally worth it the ohio's great and they've they've thrown some really good ships in there as well as the unique upgrades to totally worth it and they're going to be adding more stuff to it 
So jumping in real quick, you just you just said that the season starts on the 21st of August. It being the 6th right now, I theoretically have 15 days where I can get into the research bureau, reset a line, and then when the 21st hits, I can reset a second and get double XP on both those lines grinding, right? Correct. So, and remember, you could reset a line. You don't have to grind it right away. It, you'll still get credit for it, even though the, the season, the new season will start. So, theoretically, you reset a line tonight. And then on the 21st, you reset a second line. When you grind both of those lines up, you will get 40,000 research points base for going okay. through both of those lines. All right. So, what that means is as soon as the show's over, we're grinding my Donskoy, boys. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I got to get that thing ground. I got another 150 XP or 150,000 to go, and uh, I'd, I'd love to do that, get into it, and then not be stuck for three months just grinding one yeah. line. You know, well, I, you, know, you know, this is exactly the reason why I hoard signal flags and camos. Just yeah. to give everybody yeah. hey, them available for when I need them. Yep. I got, a, I got a question, Mando. If you reset a line and say you had enough like free XP to do it, you just free XP all the way back up to that line. Do you still get the research credit for all that? Yes, you do. If you have the free XP and the doubloons, because remember, you have to purchase the ship, play the ship in a battle, and win a battle before it'll refund you the research points. Right. But I've I've done that with, you know, my my <coughs> my whale. Um, free XP, uh, or I've I've actually researched the line and gone back up through the entire line, purchased it in a matter of about six or seven minutes, depending on how fast I click the buttons to get the yeah. research points. Well, you know, I, I do have to give you some credit in the whale department. You don't have the Puerto Rico. No, I do not. There is a line <laughs> that I will not cross. <laughs> <laughs> Only well, other question... Only other question I have on that is just give uh, the listeners an idea. How much research points does a ship like Doha cost? It's sixty-two thousand. Okay. So that's yeah. what two, four, three lines, three lines plus a little bit. They have to reset with the if you're waiting three months. Well, okay, that, that was my next question. Like then, you, right? is how much does it cost uh, per line? How much do you uh, receive for completing a, a complete line in the research yeah. bureau? Well, I actually have. Well, you get a total of. I think Mando said you get a total of twenty thousand if you have the double. For the first line. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's what I mean. The if you bonus. have, if you and have then, the double bonus, and there's ten thousand after right. that. And as for the cost yeah. of the ships, the Siegfried is forty-seven thousand. The oh, Colbert better. is fifty-seven thousand. The Ohio is sixty-two thousand, and the Slava is sixty-three thousand. And all of the unique upgrades, I believe all of the unique upgrades, are 19,200. So let me let me put it into a player's perspective, like an average Joe player, okay? I researched my line. I did my, for the season, to, to do my, my 20,000 research points. And just the amount of game time that I play, I usually, you know, I work full time. I got a family, et cetera. So on my days off, three or four days out of the week, three or four hours a night, with the new rewards that you're getting on, on the daily tags, I have accumulated from zero a total of 28,200 research points just in this last season. So I'm almost halfway to the Slava if I wanted to get the Slava just in playing, you know, and accumulating with the new daily missions that they have. Just something to think about. 
Interesting. Yeah. Well, well, moving on from there, since since we were talking about how how uh, how big a whale Mando was there for a minute, we were talking before the show about converting XP uh, with doubloons, and we were all kind of looking at at how much we had uh, free XP to be converted if we wanted to convert from all of our ships, and I think I was a low on it, like just under four million. Uh, what do you, what are you guys all sitting at? Come on, well we'll save Mando the whale for last. <laughs> Thanks guys, I appreciate it. <laughs> I've got I have six and a half, six and a half. Let me double check. I'm in game right now. Yeah, just under six and a half million that I can convert. But I also convert a little bit of free XP every now and then. So if I had never converted, and you would probably be closer to ten million. Yeah, and see, I've converted uh, a little bit here and there to 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 move up, uh, you know, skip a ship if I needed to and whatnot here and there when I had the extra doubloons. KJ, where are you at? Uh, twenty one million nine hundred twenty seven thousand four hundred fifty three. Oh my God! And here I thought Mando was the whale. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, 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 I feel better now. A few <laughs> thousand exchange all that. Oh, wow. I don't feel so bad anymore. Yeah, Suddenly, like, my... that's like four grand worth of gold you have to buy to convert all of that. Yeah, Suddenly yeah. Suddenly, my yeah. self-esteem just rose up about ten points. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure that's enough. There's five, uh, ten. One, one moment, please. Doing some math. My, mine is sixteen million. 455,000. My top ship is my Otago, where I have, I'm just you know, shy of 700 KJ, million. That's pretty sure. damn close to being able to research every ship in the game. Oh. Wow. And I've, <laughs> and I've, tr- and I've actually converted some over the, over my time too. So it could have been a lot higher. Yeah. But in, I mean, again, I mean, you know, like Mando's Mando and I are, are kind of neck and neck in us for the number of battles that we've played. So I mean, that's true. Yeah. Well, if I look at like over 8,000 battles. So to give our out. listeners an, an idea of dollar worth, we actually sat down and I plugged it in. I, I went into the premium shop and plugged in how many um, how many dollars it would cost for me to convert all of my 16 million four hundred and fifty five thousand. And it would come out to U.S. dollars. In doubloons, I would need to spend two thousand six hundred thirty-two dollars in doubloons in order to convert all that over. Yep. Yeah, and Mando is close to, or uh, KJ is close to four. It's going to be close to thirty-five hundred, probably something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, if I did that, that's divorce money right there. I'd uh, I'd, absolutely. I would have nothing but this game left to be able to hang out with my buds because I'd be alone. I'd have to I'd have to, to move up north uh, with Mr. Sock there to, to, to live. <laughs> yeah. We're all shacking up at Sock's house. Just looked up mine. Um, I've so I told you guys earlier, like every time I get to the next tier, I sell a ship. Well, those ships that I no longer have, I've converted that XP already. Um, I'm at 3.4 million, so I'm the little guy on the block. No, no, you got me. I'm like at 3.38, so you got me by a hair. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you I what. Think let's. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a uh, we're a hair over our time for a break. Yep. I was just gonna say before sock yelled at me. So uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> 
We are back after a quick break, and uh, Mando, I know you had some stuff you wanted to, you were just holding on to, you were starting to tell me about it last night, but then you you, you kind of put the kibosh on it. You, you hit the brakes, and you didn't want to tell me all the good stuff, so let's have it. What, what have you dug up that, that Wargaming is, is doing all sinister-like in, in behind the scenes? Well, yeah, no, I, I don't know if it's behind the scenes, but talking about collaborations, and I know last episode we went, um, and, and it's always a fun topic to talk about, you know, the Transformer stuff and the Warhammer stuff. Um, I love was the digging, Transformers, by the way, big fan. Y- yeah. In case you didn't know, in case nobody out there knew, big fan. Cyber gets goodbye. <laughs> So, I'm sorry. All right, go continue. My bad. No, no, no. It's all good. I so I'm digging through the bowels of the of the uh, the forums here, and I'm running across, and I see you know most people are ranting this, ranting that, and I and I see this post that's coming up by somebody that's basically the the title of the post is what is even happening here anymore? Current state of world warships. Okay, I'll I'll bite. And so I'm digging through this post, and I'm reading through. Well, world of warships. Uh, Russia has done a sales and event uh, that is only available in Russia um, and could, I mean, theoretically, I, I don't know if you could, I would have to see how we could do to translate it over to the North American server. Anyway, they they have done a promo with a sausage company sausage as in sausages that you eat and i went over and checked out the site and translated it through google and apparently if you buy some of this sausage product um there is going to be a code inside the label of the sausage product and inside the code you can get either an epic code or a very rare code or rare code and then you know drop some flags and some doubloons um one of the rare codes is like 750 doubloons a super container a 10 point captain but what caught my eye was if you happen to grab the magic bag of sausage and come up with an epic code you will get an in-game code that you put in your account to be able to pull several ships which are not even in the game anymore and i'm talking about the tier 7 belfast the gremyashi the the julius caesar uh the kutuzov were the top four and the tier four the nikolai uh isn't the missouri in there as well no i am not seeing the missouri in here so I, remember, highest... I remember seeing something oh no that was the recruiting station i'm thinking of where you could win yes. yeah yeah but I mean, so it's got the Lenin, the Turpits, the Massachusetts. But for those that are looking to get that rare ship, for example, the the Julius Caesar, if you didn't grab it, that's one of those rare oddities, you know, the Gramyashi, um, and don't want to wait around to see if a Santa crate's going to bless you with one of those. This is going to be a way to get it. I don't know if you could order online through amazon and get you a box o sausage in the mail <laughs> if i'm sure that once you got the activation code all you would need to do is just plug it into your activation account and activate it but um i just found it very interesting that this was something that you could only get in russia versus you know one of the marketings um and, and i know that you know games in companies they release to different markets all over the world i just thought it was very cryptic for them to you know for you to be able to buy the box o sausage or bag o sausage and come up with a belfast in it or something any any thoughts it's on that make, it's more russian bias. real happy ordering a box of sausages from russia it's more russian bias i'm telling you 
<laughs> the bias, the the lag is real. The bias is real, right? Well, well. My question is: first off, what what brand is this, and is it available in the states? And then, if we do buy it here and enter it, will it even work on the NA servers? Or am I going to go to jail for twenty five years for ordering right. <laughs> So, to answer that question, it's an official collab. This is official. It's an official collaboration with War Games and the Russian. I'm probably going to mispronounce it, so I apologize ahead of time. The Russian Dimov Sausage Works Company, and Dimov spelled D Y M O V. And um, there is a link, and you click on it. And I have actually gone through, like, hey, I, I'll buy a bag of sausage and uh, click on the demo line online store and i don't speak russian so i can't navigate through it very well but it is a legit um i wonder if anybody's gonna try to get it to ship to the united states or, or elsewhere i i don't know i'm just kind of you know flat out wouldn't let you i'm looking at the pictures and i don't know if it's something that is like pre-made like a you know, like a jerky, or if it's, it looks like it's like a like a sausage link that you could buy from this company. But um, it would be very interesting to uh, get the the bag o sausage in, <laughs> you know, the Amazon guy roll up and get your wargaming code on top of it. Well, I could, I could just imagine all of our our wives or significant others looking at our search history, looking for magic bag of sausage from. Russia. I, yeah, yeah. Be careful <laughs> what you type in your search um, browser. I, I, I have to. I have to step in and ruin it for you guys because I just I, I typed in Dimov sausage, and one of the first things that came up in a Google search was ASF infected pork imported to Russia from China. So that sausage may be infected from China. So if you buy the freaking magic bag of sausage, don't eat it. Just get the code and <laughs> use it. The code. Yeah, yeah. Important <laughs> safety tip, everybody: don't eat the sausage; it may kill you. <laughs> Do no, not I, eat the Russian sausage. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering. I'm like, well, you know, I'm a big sausage guy. I, you know, maybe I, I might like Russian sausage. Well, now that I read that, nope, not gonna try it. I, uh, I did a Google as well, and I'm looking here at their uh, organization, and it looks like they have multiple subsidiaries as well. Uh, India, Sweden, India, and two in the United States. Uh, Zuma Pizza doesn't sound familiar to me, but apparently that's a subsidiary of theirs and also uh, very cool, which uh, I don't know what they are at all. Huh. Well, at any rate, don't eat it. But yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. I know they do that kind of stuff with, with other other places, and we were talking about uh, you know conglomerations or uh, coordinating something like this with, with Hasbro and the Azure Lane Lolly Girls and, and some of those other ones. So I guess it is kind of neat to see something uh, kind of like this, but I don't know what uh, what's in store for the states if they plan on doing anything like that. Maybe the Biddle Honey Company wouldn't mind uh, right. throwing throwing some throwing some some money at Wargaming and say, "Hey, we'll put a code in the bag." <laughs> you know, we sell them for a buck ninety nine, and they are delicious, by the way. You know, maybe it's something like that. Maybe get the sales up. Who knows? I do think it's funny that you brought up sausage, though, because we do have one of our clan members that refers to his torpedoes as water sausages. So that's <laughs> that. Was- 
Yeah, water sausages and uh, what are the other ones? Croissants, uh, croissant rolls, and yep. bag- baguettes. Yep. That's Bagu- what it is. Baguettes, baguettes for the, the, for the friendships. Yeah, baguettes for the friendships and slinging pizzas and the Italian chips. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little racist, but it's still fun. Who's that? That's news to me. <laughs> oh no, Frosty's uh, uh, really big on his water sausages for sure. <laughs> uh, I'll let that one. I'm going to let that sleeping bear lie in the cave on that one. Um, also, not to change the subject, but to change the subject from water sausage back to zero point nine point eight. Um, <laughs> one, <laughs> one of one of the things that. Uh, I, you know, and it's one of those things you have to scroll down all the way down to the bottom. It's the other thing I want to talk because I get excited for these kind of events. Is in zero point nine point eight. Is there's going to be a festive bonus, much like the snowflake bonus that we usually get around the holiday time. And so all of your ships from tier five on up, depending on the tier and the type, you'll be able to get. Um, basically, you play a battle, and your first battle, your little, you'll, you know, get a bonus. And um, there are, and war, this is right off of World of Warships, is saying anniversary camouflages, gift containers, and super containers. And so for those of you who are still hoping uh, and holding out for that Missouri, you never know, you might get it in one of those super containers. But that's, you had to scroll all the way down and read the fine print um, to, to read about the, the bonuses for victory on that. And that's going to be for all of your ships starting at Tier 5 all the way up and so you play one you play your tier five and then you win your little victory bonus and so i'm kind of excited about that too coming out when's well, that start 9.8 9.8 yeah and and in in 9.8 they're doing the the five-year anniversary and they're they're launching that uh uneven distribute uh distribution ships uh asymmetric battles they're going to try that out and see how that works for people uh you'll get like battle tokens you you have to start with a five and six and go up against the higher stuff and i i assume based on your play and your wins you will unlock battle tokens which you will be allowed to get onto the other side uh with tier seven and eight so but that's an interesting thing but the other one that caught my eye was a new permanent campaign uh five ages of navy uh it'll be a collection that that's going to come out that you can run through i'm assuming five or six uh little directives that you can work through at your leisure because it says permanent so it's not going away it's going to be similar to when they added that that swedish one although that's time limited that will go away at some point this one claims to be permanent and it's kind of neat because they've got uh you know five-year anniversary containers and uh a couple of different designer tables uh, for ports. Uh, you know, your port can change. So a little bit of graphic changes and stuff that you can get. Um, you know, obviously the dockyard's coming too, but then they're talking about different flags and patches for their five-year, like they do every year. The only thing that really caught my eye in that, besides the containers, is the uh, as you complete the collection, you will be awarded with the, what do they call it, epical uh, permanent camouflage, which can be mounted on tier nines. Um, it's a permanent, and a pair. I don't know if it comes with each tier nine or if you get it and you're allowed to put it on any tier nine. I don't know. They didn't go into detail, and they really didn't state what it actually has for bonuses and whatnot. But I'm assuming, just like any other tier nine, uh, that'll be a thing. So that's that's something else to look forward to. Yeah, I think it's um, the same thing as along the line with the holiday permanent camo or like when they do the space battles, 
and you can get the battle bot space battle for your tier eight Baltimore, etc. Um, but I'm referring to the to the holiday camo, and I'm bringing up my tier eights because I have not used them yet, and so I can bring up any tier eight. And I will go into the exterior tab and go over to the camouflage tab. And there is a link. I have two of them available, the New Year's camo, which has got the little Christmas lights, et cetera, et cetera. And that is available to any of my tier eight ships as a permanent camo. Um, I have two available, so I can pick whichever ones. I just haven't thrown them on a ship yet. So I'm oh, thinking that's along okay. the lines. I of see. What they're so, doing. so you can unlock that's probably then what, what you can do is depending on how many of these you unlock you'll have a certain amount of them that you can put on whatever tier nine ships you want. Correct. And, it, and the, as far as the bonuses, I imagine it'll, it'll follow along the standard bonuses of the tier eight, which would be a minus 10% to your uh, post battle and a 50% XP bon permanent bonus. Uh, like what we talked about um, a couple episodes ago with the tier nine and then the tier 10, which you and I cyber figured out, kind of stumbled on with the thunderer and the permanent right, tier right. 10 camo well, yeah well this this camo is for tier nines so if it awesome. follows the same pattern it'll have your detectability range uh, by c down three percent your dispersion uh shells fired by enemies at you are plus four like any other camo uh, the cost of ship post-battle service is down 20% and XP per battle goes up 100% on the Tier 9s. So that probably is what we will see on that. And that's huge. I mean, like going back to the, to the Research Bureau line, when you're going up those lines, those camos, if you, I mean, that's the 100% to your XP, throwing a couple more 50% flags on. Next thing you know, you're getting 300, 400% to your base XP for each battle. And like I said, to go from tier nine to tier 10, that's, I mean, you're only having to do, you know, 24, 25, 26 battles, depending on what your damage output is. Right. And additionally, the big one here is the 20% post battle reduction costs. Um, that's huge on tier nines. They're extremely expensive. And I mean, you can go out there, bring in, you know, 250,000 uh, uh, credits but end up paying 150 back on repair costs. I mean, you're only clearing 100,000, which isn't much at tier nine. So that's huge. But then if you look at the cost of permanent camos for tier nines, that's 4,000 doubloons. That's, that's, that's a little spendy. So you got to look at it like that too. I mean, you're, you could be theoretically saving yourself 4,000 doubloons, depending on how many times you get it, you, you could get additional, you know? So, I don't know. That's something that I'd probably be grinding for. It's, that's a campaign that I will probably uh, add to the uh, the uh, the campaigns that I'm that I'm grinding through as I'm grinding these ships. Absolutely, I love the campaigns. I think the campaigns are a great addition to the game. It's something when you're you know, hey, I'm not really grinding up a line, or I'm not interested in the research bureau. Run those campaigns. They got some really good rewards. The Shinonomi, the um, I'm I'm kind of stumbling through the Halsey campaign. You, you, I mean, you're getting some unique ca and there's you know super containers. They're, they're really worth it. And to me, um, aside from operations, it adds that extra benefit of. Um, Hey, we're we're grinding tiers, you know, eights and nines tonight. Hey, what campaigns can I load up to see if I can knock out a few of those missions? 
Right, and that's something that I was looking at because, you know, I knocked out the science of victory quite a while ago, and I'm doing honorable service, and I'm almost completed. I, I'm actually on the final task of the Yamamoto Isakuro uh, campaign. But I'm looking at some of these, and, you know, you can, you know, even the science of victory, I mean, you can theoretically get all the stars on each one and complete the main directive or campaign and complete it without actually completing each individual step but if you look at, at what the rewards for completing each individual step I mean there's just in the science of victory there's a bunch of camels there's a bunch of doubloons there's slots in some of these um, for additional ships in your port and you look at honorable service if I go back and look at that I mean for completing these I mean, there's there's three million credits for one. There's there's a whole bunch of different stuff, and on some of these other ones, I mean, the Yamamoto, I didn't complete all of them. I completed what I needed to to get through to the fifth one, so I can get it done and get it over with. But I'm really seriously looking back and looking at, you know, I've only got to do this, this, and this one to complete that. I get two super containers for each of these, uh, two two super containers for level one. For completing mission two, two super containers. For completing mission three, two super containers. And it goes on through four as well. That's theoretically eight super containers that you can get. So, I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, those are definitely worth looking at, you know. I wouldn't go, go overboard, you know, pick on the ones that you know you can get into and, you know, and uh, knock out those first, get through it, and then go back, you know, as you've accumulated more ships and, and gone up and up and up and you can get into more ships. Some of them require carriers, some of them require DDs, and, and some of those feats they want you to do are a little difficult at first, but you just keep pushing through before long you'll have gotten enough skill and you'll have gotten enough ships where you'll have more than enough stuff to jump in and, and grind those and the cool thing about the campaigns is is that you, you you could slot them they run in the background they don't cost you anything if if you don't make a requirement so it takes you 10 battles it, it they just they just kind of run silent in the background you can even forget about them and next thing you know you got a little gold star up there hey i got some rewards that's what i like about it it's very appealing to me yep yep it's something you don't even have to pay attention to it just kind of happens some of them uh, as they get a little bit more in depth a little bit more uh uh higher higher uh uh experience required to to accumulate those or to complete those you kind of need to focus a little bit about those uh, or at least know what you need to do to to uh achieve those uh, so that's that's a little bit more there but for the most of them you just have to enable them and off you go um but i wanted to move on from that a little bit um you know we've <laughs> Today, I mean, obviously the, the listeners are going to be picking this up uh, when, when I put it up uh, next week. But as of today, the, the 6th of August, the, what is it, 9-7 dropped. And with it came the German Carrier 2s. Now, we were talking about it the other day and uh, the German Carrier 1s and the tokens. And we were a little frustrated because you had to have the carriers to complete and get all of the tokens you had to have all four of them and i think one of them even required to graph zeppelin so you needed to be a whale like mando and have have that so i don't and i didn't so i wasn't able to complete those and, and i made a statement well okay before everybody goes off hating on wargaming let's give it a second and see maybe those german tokens will be worth something coming up well you can still spend them uh in this new stuff in, in the german carrier twos however 
you can't accumulate anymore. Uh, instead, what they've done is each of the directives that are coming out award similar like before. They'll give you credits, they'll give you flags, signal flags, and, and whatnot. But the vast majority of them award containers and a little bit different containers. And it looks like most of them are the are the German Carrier 2 uh uh, version uh, uh, containers and then once you complete a number of those you'll complete that directive and you will get a Kriegsmarine uh, uh, container for the, for completing them and that uh, that awards different stuff in it but I did <laughs> I did notice and it kind of frustrated me similar to what they did with some of the the bottom the directives that are all, uh, available all the way through you don't have to unlock the first one and then wait six seven days for the next one to unlock those are the first four, but underneath those, there's those other directives that are available from the beginning all the way to the end. The problem I had with those is you can complete a good portion of those, but to complete all of those, you're going to need to have the Pomern or the, the Lowenheart already in your port. So you're going to have to purchase those and use those to complete those missions. So once again, you know, here we go with wargaming, you know, wanting, wanting the whales or rewarding the whales and, and those of us that don't want to be spending the money or don't have the, the means to do so are, are going to be left out in the cold here. Yeah, I, I go back and remember I, I was very frustrated. I voiced my opinion on that one and I want to say it was Nimitz or KJ said, well, wait a minute, um, let's, you know, and I know we talked about that. So I'm back to my original comment, which is, Shame on you, Wargaming, for doing that. Um, you know, there, unless you were lucky enough to get one of those drops. So you, you basically, to be able to complete the tokens, you were relying on a on a random numbered dice roll to get one. You know, those chips to drop, and it's just not that or spend yeah. money. Yeah, you know? and, and um, see, I I went and played devil's advocate. You know, saying, hold on, let's not damn them just yet, and not shame anybody just yet. Let's give them a chance. Well, we gave them a chance, and it's clear that they blew that chance. They, they're they doing more of the same, and so by all means, bring on the WG hate. Everybody start hating on Wargaming. I'm fine with it now. Right. I'm fine with it. I totally agree. It's BS, and, and I'm not happy about it. So I, was the one that, I was the one that said um, Wargaming always tries to kind of find a way to make up for it. Um, and that's kind of what they're going to be doing with the Anchorage. Um, because again, it's going to be very similar to the Odin where you can purchase, you know, something to get that, you know, first eight stages or however they decide to do it and then get the Anchorage. I mean, um, I mean, they are a business. I mean, they're not in this to lose money, so they're trying to make money and I, and I get that it does suck as a player though, when they present it as, you have a chance of getting this for free. I mean, that's the way they present it. Um, sometimes they disclose it better than other times. Um, but again, they they try to make up for it um, to give every player a chance to um, succeed and, and get the, the newer items, such as the Odin, because it really wasn't that hard to do, and it really wasn't that a lot of money. Well, it was transparent, and if they do that in the dockyard, that's fine, and I'm okay with that. And, and and I don't know that they've rectified anything or redeemed themselves. I think they've just simply fixed a big flaw that the entire community was all up in arms over. 
in, in, in putting out the Odin the way they did with the Graf's Bay, uh, looking forward towards the, the Anchorage with the, what was it, 100,000 uh, free XP that you can get instead of a Tier 6 premium uh, as you're going up. So I mean that's that's a fix. That's great. Everybody's fine with that. Everybody's fine. Everybody's good. Um, but you know, like I said, these containers. You know, I don't even know what are in the what what could possibly drop out of these containers. Are they going to possibly drop additional stuff? Did did we talk about that already, or, or am I just totally having a brain fart here? I think they have the opportunity to drop these new ships. Now, what the likelihood of that's going to be or the percentage that's going to be, I don't know. But I think they have the likelihood to drop those ships. We, we don't know yet because um, the, they usually update the premium shops on Friday. And so the containers aren't even for sale yet. Now, you can go into the armory and go under the German Carrier 2 tab, and you can see where, like, the Pulmern and um, the Lohenhart are available for straight doubloons. But as far as the containers, they haven't been updated yet, not that I've seen. Um, and they probably won't be till Friday. Okay, but what about the ones that are currently in-game underneath your, uh, your combat missions, your German Carriers 2? Underneath the first directive, I mean, you scroll down, and there are some that you can get the the red German Navy containers, and then for completing what five of them in the first directive, you will get a Kriegsmarine, which is a, a yellow and black container. So, I mean, that's a possibility. Would who knows what's in that? And then those those, like I said, the uh, the three missions below the first four um, that are unlocked and ready to go right now those are sitting uh, those are all those red german navy containers so i i'm wondering if those are the same as what they will put in the um in the armory to purchase and these can be unlocked but they'll have a lot lower chance so i don't know yeah i'm, I'm curious if you're still going to be able to get the tier you know four six eight German aircraft carrier on these new German containers. I don't even know if that's going to be a possibility anymore, but I would hope so. Yeah, I don't know. Now that they're part of the tech tree, I would imagine they're not. Now that 9.7 dropped, I, I would assume that that would be a no. I would think that they uh, they have the ability. I think we were talking about it the other day. The uh, what was it the, the there was a mains. There was a was it a Pomern was in there possibly, which I'm yep. sure you'll have to spend a bunch of money to get those bigger ones, and then you'll have a, a little bit better chance. Um, so that, and then there was a, there was another one, and then there was the hipper are all possibilities of, of drops in there. So it was under the news feed under German Containers Part Two, which was released on the third of August. And when you scroll down and take a look at it, and there's actually two containers, which is pretty standard business model for war gamings. And the first one is the free one that you'll get in game that you're talking about, Cyber, which is the German Navy container, which will contain the co uh, the collection items, flags, signals, some free XP, and a couple of um, you know consumable camos. There is the Kriegsmarine containers, and from what I'm reading, what I understand on the event is that if you complete the German Navy collection, you will be awarded, or the free player will be awarded, five Kriegsmarine containers. And each one of those Kriegsmarine containers has a chance to drop the Palmer and the Mains, the Z-39, the Hipper, um, looks like some premium time. Um, and that's going to be up to the dice roll on that one. So, and of course, in traditional fashion wargaming is you can also go um, and when the the uh, 
premier shop opens you know updates you can probably go online and buy um additional kriegsmarine containers for a chance at winning the ship which brings me up to the question that i have that i always ask is is it i mean do you what do you spend your money on so if i got twenty dollars to spend you know do do i just buy a ship directly or do i take a chance on the containers and that's always the big gamble that comes around every year well for me Honestly, if, if I want to, if I've got 20 bucks in the game and I'm going to spend it, I'm going to spend it on a, on a ship that I already know what I'm looking at. Uh, I'm not going to waste it on a single chance that has a very low percentage rate. Now, I don't know what these percentages are. I don't think they've ever disclosed that. Uh, they do say it's higher with the ones you purchase, and that's fine. But just just spend all the, all the doubloons that I have on that for a simply uh, a chance to me that that's that's not enough if i'm putting money in the game i want a ship or something for the money right now i don't want to have a guessing game after i spend the money i'm 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 with you there i think i would prefer to know what i'm buying and know what i'm going to get uh ahead of time unless it's a thunder amazing ship by the way <laughs> I know you're still struggling with it, but man, it's amazing. What What are we looking at? Just out of curiosity, on time sock because I have a question. Um, you know what? Go ahead with your question. Yes, we yeah. we ran like 15 minutes over last time. It's going to be fine. We need uh, a little we're, bonus we're a time. Little, we're like almost. Yeah, we're about 10 minutes over right now. I think. No, maybe. we're, we're good. You got to remember, I got to edit some of the stuff. You guys talk That's gibberish true. sometimes, and I have to get rid of some of that. So I, it's fine. I also didn't <laughs> stop recording during the break, so we're. We're at a minute seven right, since right. we started. Yeah, now, so, so we're 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 coming up on we're thirty minutes, close. but it's fine. Let's let's keep on rolling here, guys. Okay, so that brings up a great point, Nimitz, and I'm just gonna throw this out there. Here's here's a bone I'm gonna throw out there to see who bites on it. Um there's talk, and I've made this prediction before. Uh there is talk of the Thunderer going away pretty soon because and going the way of the dodo bird the musashi and the Kronstadt and all that other stuff because let's be honest when you log into the game and you go to those high tiers tier 10 8 to 10 battles every team seems just to have like two or three thunderers on each side so there's talk of war gaming's getting ready to pull the thunder out from the game pretty soon due to the quote-unquote too much you know the the popularity can i make an observation on that um, what I've determined, and the Thunder can be a good ship in the right hands. It can be a very good ship. I've seen it, and I get it. It just it doesn't agree with me. But what I will say is, if you got two or three Thunders on the same team, you're probably going to lose. That is my personal opinion. Doesn't mean it's right, but that's my take. If you got two or three Thunders on the same team, you're probably going to lose. Yeah, and you're totally wrong on that, by the way. Um, we, yeah, <laughs> you haven't uh, seen Cyber and I in a couple of Thunders team up. Yeah, you know, and I will I will mention Legion uh, as well. He was he was struggling a little bit with his Thunder, and he couldn't understand why I was putting up the numbers I was, and he was having some issues. And I gave him the hint. I said, here's the thing. I said, I went and extended the gun range by the, uh, what was it, mod, uh, gun mod one or two or whatever it was. That extends the range like 16%, and I can reach out to 28%. Point one, and there's nothing like the feeling of launching 
you know, it's only a handful of guns, what, eight eight total rounds that you're firing out of the front and then eight out of the rear if you're getting sideways. I mean, you're, you're not firing a whole bunch, but you can reach out, and you don't have a terrible dispersion like you do in the Germans. You launch that salvo all the way across to 28, and if you're a good shot, you hit the ship, and the best part is you're over 60% chance fire. And practice you, proper social distancing. Exactly. You can <laughs> dial in. You can you can have before the rest of the team even gets a chance to fire at these guys. You already got them on fire. I mean, my God, you're ticking your points up. You know, it's oh, it's great. I'm with you. I mean, we we ran them together that night ago, whenever it was, and I since changed mine to twenty eight point one. Um, I think my minimum damage since I've done that it's been about roughly 80 grand um and i'm with you but what i'm saying is if you got two or three and they're not pushing the cap because that's not what they do um you're probably going to lose and it, 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 it definitely depends on the caliber of the player that's you know pulling the trigger or what have you but for the most part yeah i mean if you got three right. battleships hanging out on the on the J line or whatever, you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> well, that's it, my point. You just qualified your, you, you just changed your statement. You said if there's three on a team, they can't win. But now you said if, if there's three on a team and they're not pushing, they can't win. At some point you have to go, okay, well, I can only sit back here for so long and light fires at some point you got to start pushing and moving in and you know you have to i mean you look around okay we're behind i'm down a few ships on my team i need to start pushing and making the game you know i need to switch to ap and start deleting ships fires are great i can tally up all the points in the world and i've weakened them a bunch that's great but i need to get that ap through their bows through their sides i need to get out there and start helping so yeah if you're not doing that i mean in any game no matter what ship you've got if your team isn't doing what's necessary to win you're going to lose so <laughs> no i'm i'm totally with you but i'm just saying like you know you get montana players and it seems like a montana player knows when to push but there's a lot of a lot of players out there in the thunder they're like my sole function is to sit back here and set you on fire and they never push i'm just saying it's it's a weird ship it it, it definitely takes skill and um i don't think everybody has the skill to play it i'm i'm one of those people i mean i know yeah you'll well, get there win or lose that the winning or the losing of the game is irrelevant to the fact that when you do log in or when you do get in the match that there is two three on each side it's what war game was looking at especially when we go back to the musashi or the kronstadt and the kronstadt i have one it's garbage over i mean anything over 10 12 kilometers the dispersion you think german dispersion is bad try shooting a, a kronstadt at something at 16 kilometers away it is pure garbage but um it's the popularity of the ship which is why that they removed it from the line so uh, i i am with the crowd on this one i'm gonna side with the mob and say i i have a feeling that the thunder is gonna it's gonna be coming to an end here pretty soon well so. i don't sell any of my premium ships i i've never done it um the thunder was the first one to make me think about doing it but i won't do it so i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna keep practicing see how it goes and then if they do get rid of it then hey i got it well and for everybody that that wants the thunder get into it 
before it's too late. A lot of people, there's even a handful of guys in the clan that, that are jealous that there's a few of us with John Bartz out there. And uh, I love the thing. I do a heck of a lot of damage in it. And I, I know what I'm doing in it. I play it a certain way, and I really enjoy it. It's a good ship. And I, I'll tell you what, if I hadn't had it, uh, I wouldn't have known how good it was. But I'm, I'm really glad I have it, and I didn't miss out. Because that's one thing that's kicking me, you know, you know, taking a break in the game and, and walking away for a few months and here and there. When things come up and family, you know, everybody has to do it. But during one of those times, I missed out on the, what was it, the uh, Missouri and I'm still yeah. kicking myself for that. I would and really love to have it. Yeah. Same thing with the Smolensk. Same thing with the Musashi for a lot of people. Well, I don't I, have the Missouri either. Yeah, and I have a hell, heck of a lot of hatred for the Smolensk, so I'm not sure I would buy that. It's the same reason I'll never buy the Friesland. Well, one, I'll never have that XP available, but I, I hate that ship with a passion, so I'm just not going to... I'm not on the... If you can't beat them, join them train. I, if, if I can't beat them, I'll just you know find a, find a different ship so I can beat them. <laughs> You only hate them when you're playing against them. Well, yeah, absolutely. Which one do you hate more, the Smolensk <laughs> or the Friesland? Well, and see I have the, both. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the, the TNG guys, when I was on their show, they asked me that. And, uh, you know, everybody said the, the Smolensk was the way to go. And they, they gave me crap because I I, uh, I kind of polled all of you guys and everybody agreed the Smolensk. But I hate the Friesland more. It, it's just the bane of my existence. You know, it was the Smolensk and the Friesland both for me, but I have a new hate. It's a ship that I don't think's been power crept yet for a tier nine. I think it's amazing. Um, I hate the Kitakaze. Oh, yes. That is yeah. such a hidden gem. And it's a tech tree. Yeah. No, I, eats I, yeah, I every time I face it, it totally eats my face. <laughs> wow, I I didn't see that coming. No, that's a good call on that one. The Kitakaze, definitely a hidden so little snake Harugumo. in the grass. More so than the Harugumo because it's so much. Uh, it's got so much better concealment. And you don't see the Harugumo very much anymore. That one's been power crept a little bit, and like the Habaras, that used to be an amazing ship, and now you just don't see them on the water anymore. Well, the Kaba also got nerfed really badly. Never yep. got. Never recovered. No, I. It, the Kitakaze, I had no desire to go up any of the IJN destroyer lines until I went up against the Kitakaze, and that thing ripped my face off and handed it to me like Hannibal Lecter. And it was in that moment that I said, I've got to grind and get this ship, and I'm so glad that I have it sitting in my port. I'm still grinding for it. Um, I, you know, Like I said, I'm totally concentrating, 100% focused on the European DD line right now, but as soon as I get done, that ship will be mine. I guarantee it. And then I won't hate it anymore, but right now, when I face them, I can't stand it. I hate it. Alright, well with that, uh, all this ship talk, guys, I gotta get in and, and go sing some stuff, and I got a Donskoy to grind so I can get in the research bureau once in a while for all. So how about uh, parting shots? KJ, what do you got for us? Uh... Not much except for make sure you lock your vehicles. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Um, tell, tell me more. My my Canadian ass doesn't know this story. <laughs> oh, just nothing major. Just uh, woke up this morning, getting ready to head out, and noticed the uh, driver side door was uh, popped open a little bit, and the passenger side door on the on the driver side uh, was popped open a little bit, opened up, and somebody had gone through and rummaged through my entire vehicle looked in the back and the back of the jeep my 70 pound 
tool bag that had most or a good chunk of my tools in it is missing. So wow. they needed my tool bags with all, with most of my tools more than me. So oh well. How much are those tools worth? That I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Uh, it's it's enough to convert all my free XP over. Pretty much. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, and and uh, as I was telling Cyber earlier, um, I've got a, about a two hundred dollar uh, ODBD three scanner that was sitting in the floor and they didn't even bother with it they just basically grabbed the tool bag and left so well you know uh, i bet they were only in there for 20 seconds yeah they weren't in there very long i was able to see it on the uh, see it uh, on the camera but i couldn't see them it was just it was too dark um but yeah it, it's i i, I hope uh, i hope they got a nice hernia and it dropped it on their foot when they went to go take it out because it was not a light bag Ugh. well uh it reminds me of a story. This must have been about a year ago. So my car lives on the driveway because there's not enough room in the garage for it. And there was one night, I guess some people were walking around and uh, checking all the door handles on all the cars. I get out, and, yeah, go out in the morning, and there's a nice, you know, there's a piece of spat out gum on the floor next to my car. And I was like, hmm, there's definitely some people here. And then my neighbor was around. And he had like twenty grand worth of tools stolen out of his truck. Ouch. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, so important to lock your doors. Yeah, lock your doors, everybody. Uh, Nimitz, what do you got for us? You no, know, based on what KJ said, I would just have to say, you know, respect your uh, your fellow man, dude. That, that's, that's ridiculous. But uh, the only other thing I got to say is um, the show was great. Um, I'm glad to be here as usual. Um, I'm glad and grateful to be in such a good clan and um let's go uh, let's go blow some stuff up <laughs> how about you sock well um do you all know the my shtick at this point um the stream i've been bad lately i haven't been streaming i've been so busy with work and all that stuff that's a whole nother story that I'd, i think i mentioned this in the last show that's a whole nother story that i don't want to get into on on air. Hey, Sock, are you streaming your uh, flight simulator as well? Um, I'm not set up to do that on Twitch because the my sound is all is all kind of worked on my computer because I don't my microphone's on my headset and when I'm flying I don't I like to have the sound coming through the speakers because I don't really fancy wearing my headset for 14 hours straight. <laughs> I can I can I can understand that for sure. And Amen. When I'm in a game, I can't switch my sound devices, and I can't have them both going at the same time. And I know that I think there's a program I can download to to help me with that. If any of you guys listening know, hit me up, and I would appreciate the advice or the help on that. But I've been thinking about getting an, a better microphone to, to be on the on the desk or something. Figure something out with that because I'd like to start streaming the flight sim stuff because it's fun. I enjoy it. And I think I know a lot of you guys have expressed interest in watching it. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, uh, in case you guys missed it there and in, in, in that, uh, Mr. Sock 97 on Twitch, check him out. Got good streams when he streams. So, Mando, why don't you hit us with what your parting shot is, and then I'll get out of here. I, you know, I got a last episode, I made a parting shot and I was branded. Um, I have to redeem myself by saying you know, I always have an ongoing rant about rank battles and potatoes and rank battles. Um, I was joking, guys. I was joking around. That's the way of blowing off the steam, but 
um, and I forgot to add in, I was kidding on the last uh, rank battles. And so my parting shot is going to be if, if, if I ask for all of our uh, listeners forgiveness on that one, I, <laughs> if I offended anybody or if I did send us an email and, and send it in and tell me that I'm a, that I'm a uh, total potato going in, into rank. Um, but uh, yeah, if, if, and we'll talk about that in some new episodes coming up with ranked, um, it's it's a source of enjoyment and it's a source of stress. But so my parting shot will be uh, stay out of range. Hashtag roast me. Right. Hashtag roast me. Yeah. No. If <laughs> unless unless you uh, unless you got the, a minimum of of uh, twenty five hundred battles, stay out of rank and don't potato. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So <laughs> no, that's my not. Light him up. Light him up. Yeah, I, I gotta add. You know, after the show, we were talking about naming that episode Scrooge McMando because of that. So I'm glad you cleared that all up for us. Oh, what the heck was the name I I'd suggested? I know I, know I suggested something that was really funny. Yeah, I can't remember, but I, uh, I, I did remember Scrooge was, McMando. Yeah. That was that was kind of funny, and I told him about it, and he was like, "Oh crap! Now I have to apologize." <laughs> so yeah, my apologies, my parting shot on that one. I was kidding around, guys. I was kidding around. All right. Well, my parting shots then. Uh, uh, you'll be hearing this uh, sometime probably next week, so uh, we will be away for a little bit, and hopefully, we'll be not rusty when we do come back together and record again. Uh, but yeah, up until then, you know, hit us with emails. Uh, we have gotten a couple, and uh, you know, they're fun to read on air, and they they give us all kinds of fun stuff to talk about. And uh, especially if you're going to roast Mando, that'll be a lot of fun to talk about. So looking forward to it. Yeah, so go ahead and do that and uh, hit us with an email. Check out Sock. And you know what? If you want to be part of a fun clan like like Nimitz said, you know, follow the Discord link in the show notes. Uh, we're, we're a fun group of guys, and we enjoy, enjoy playing the game just as much as everybody else does. And uh, we're not out there to, uh, to to call you out and talk trash to you. We're, we're there to help and have some fun. So, And you know what? You join the clan, you get into clan battles, as long as you got a Tier 6 uh, this season. So, But anyway, come check us out. It's been a lot of fun here uh, doing this podcast again for you, and we should be doing many more. Uh, we all enjoy it. So. This has been The Full Broadside. Thanks for listening. podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.